Welcome to Be Well, where we talk about yoga, nutrition, and health. My name is MJ. And I'm Rowan. Enjoy the show. Hey, MJ. Hey, Rowan. What's going on? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> you feel guilty about something. Appropriately um, for this episode, mm-hmm. I'm feeling bloated and, and depressed as in anticipation of research on emotional eating, I decided it would be a grand excuse to mm-hmm. eat an entire bag of chips. Ah, so you can speak out of real experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we had, like, a pool party yesterday, yeah. and so, like, I got, like, some snacks and stuff for mm-hmm. our friends, and mm-hmm. they didn't eat everything, Yeah, and so then we had, like, half a bag of chips left this morning, and so I was, like, being dumb, and, like, I thought to myself, I absolutely don't want to eat this, <laughs> but, like, you know what? It's good research. <laughs> so yeah, I just, like, research. Oh, okay. no, no, no. That's a valid excuse, MJ. It's research. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's go research. I don't know, like martinis or something <laughs> <laughs> anyway how are you good not bad just researching all of this and it was a real eye-opener actually to yeah a lot of like my eating habits totally and, yeah i um i felt like i did i knew a lot about it already because mm-hmm. on a personal level i feel like i've already researched a mm-hmm. lot mm-hmm. but i learned a lot more yeah i feel like there's a lot more sort of nuance to mm-hmm. it than i first yeah. realized yeah. Which brings us to the point of the episode. Emotional eating. Emotional eating. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your life like? Life? In this department. Oh, well, I mean, I used to think, because I've struggled a lot with my weight. Mm-hmm. And I've been to a lot of nutritionists. Yeah. And um, they tend to always just like focus on, oh, you should eat this, you shouldn't eat that, without really teaching you and without really you know, tapping into the emotional department, you know? Absolutely. And you feel disconnected. You feel like, oh, like it makes you feel more of like more of a failure mm-hmm. that you cannot do what they're telling you to do. But reading about this is just, it's an eye opener because emotional eating is a real thing. Yeah, totally. It is important. And it's actually one of the reasons I studied nutrition because I wanted to relate with people struggling with their weight, whether they're underweight, overweight, mm-hmm. um, are just trying to be healthier in general. Mm-hmm. But because I understand that there's an emotional mm-hmm. attachment to it, it's not just the food. Well, like Tina Fey says, mm-hmm. I'm not religious. I just do what Oprah tells me to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on this topic, mm-hmm. what Oprah says is that mm-hmm. we have to stop being aware of just what we put into our mouths, mm-hmm. but why we're putting why? it into exactly. our mouth, that makes right? So much it's sense. all about like the root. Yeah. Mindful eating. Yeah, mindfulness. Mm-hmm. That's another big mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought we could start out today just by really like simplifying it and breaking it down. Like sure. let's look at like the like absolute black and white technical definition of emotional eating. Mm-hmm. It is very simply put. Using food to feel better. Yeah. Not to satisfy hunger. Exactly. So simple. And there's a big difference between like eating for hunger and just like emotional eating. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like eating shouldn't make you feel good. Like it it should. should. Yeah. And it should be pleasurable Mm -hmm. and enjoyable. But it's those things I feel like should be 
at the very least, running in tandem with hunger, if not secondary of course. to the hunger. Yeah, of course. If only I could follow my own <laughs> advice. <laughs> um, let's see, I read something really interesting too, but I thought maybe, you know, I'll tell a story because I think we talked about it in the last episode, but mm-hmm. like growing up, I don't know about for you, but like growing up, like mm-hmm. everything was rewarded with food. Definitely. You know, yeah, definitely. and if you were sad, you got a different type of food. If you had a bad day, you had food. If you yeah. had a good day, you had food. If you were sick, you had food. Like exactly. everything was, I don't know, like all emotions were treated with food. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that like I had a particularly unhealthy family or family mm-hmm. life or lifestyle growing mm-hmm. up um, but if you look at it from this perspective yeah it was super dysfunctional it is just dis- yeah definitely because if you relate everything to food and you don't attach your emotions to other things or not even that just like mind mindfulness in general then food becomes a really big part of your life and it becomes like an addiction it is an way. addiction yeah. and you know it's amazing i didn't know this like I totally understand, like, the um, connection between between stress and mm-hmm. cortisol exactly. and eating yeah. and relief and mm-hmm. all of that. But I did not realize that eating, specifically eating um, fatty foods mm-hmm. and sugary foods, actually releases opiate, opioids in yeah, your brain. Yeah, just like, like drugs. cocaine. Yeah, heroin, cocaine, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. And you need exactly. more and more. And exactly. you get build up a tolerance yeah. and... Uh, Makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason people get addicted to drugs. Yeah. Because they make you feel exactly. good. Never, 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 never. <laughs> I know nothing about any of those things. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's better to be, to be addicted to chips then, than to coke. Yeah. But, I don't know. Obesity, diabetes, because a lot of people. Metabolic syndrome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a particular emotion or type of event or anything that you have thus far been able to identify as one of your sort of triggers um i get anxious sometimes and when i do get anxious you need something to take your mind off of what's making you anxious so it would be like okay let's order some food and watch a comedy you know and these things go hand in hand like i need to watch something while I'm eating, you know, and it just makes me feel better. Do you better. need to watch something while you're eating or do you need to eat something while you're watching? I think both. Really? Both, yeah. I mean, I can watch something and not eat. That's fine. But it's just more satisfying. Oh, I'm such the opposite. Watching. I don't need to watch while I eat. Mm-hmm. But if I end up watching, I'll inevitably end up eating. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like yours sort of goes both directions. Yeah. Mine only goes in one yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So anxiety for you. Mm-hmm. Being anxious. Yeah. yeah. So anxious about anything in particular? No, just in general. I think like I worry a lot in general. Mm. And it's it's gotten much better, but it's just this constant worrying about something. So you need to take your mind off of it and then food became what I take my mind off. Mm-hmm. You know? Did you, did you grow up like that or do you think you developed it later as you became an adult? I think growing up I felt like I was more responsible over people like I felt a certain way about making people feel better Uh, and so that you were the caretaker yeah exactly so um not that people didn't take care of me I Mm. had plenty of people taking care of me and worrying about me but it just I don't know it's it's part of my personality I can't really pinpoint it so Mm. but yeah but that's one of the emotions that caused me to Mm. eat causes me to eat yeah Mm. 
for mine i for me i think it's i think it's <laughs> a variety of things <laughs> to be honest with you but if lately mm-hmm. i would say in the last couple of years mm-hmm. If I had to pinpoint that most often when I would eat for the wrong reasons, it's on account of a sense of overwhelm mm-hmm. and fatigue. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we could call it stress, which yeah. I want to talk yeah. about a lot more. Yeah. Um, but it's usually in the evening. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's almost, ex- almost exclusively mm-hmm. in the evening. Mm-hmm. And it's not really even when I'm bored Mm -hmm. and I don't really get sad very much anymore like I think when I was like single it Mm might have been like when I was I was like sad or like you know some asshole like totally jerking over like dating in Manhattan it's like fuck excuse me it's like dating on methamphetamines (laughs) it's terrible it's like it's like anyway I so I think at that time in my life Mm -hmm. it was different reasons but now it's like a sense of overwhelm yeah when my work gets too much it's too overwhelming I just sometimes I just feel like um like I'm a bullseye and there's like arrows coming from every single direction and that's when I like lose it and that (laughs) seems to happen a lot these days um but so the overwhelm which is like commonly just referred to as stress yeah but I want to talk about the stress a lot more yeah um so what did you think about a lot of the sort of common root causes other people have? Um, I guess, I mean, some people, you could say it's boredom, loneliness. Yeah. And it fills in a void, especially that, like you said, it releases endorphins. Mm. And it's just, if someone doesn't know how to fill in a void or keep themselves busy with something else, yeah. the easiest thing to do is to turn to food. Yeah. It's like right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, speaking um, of filling in a void, mm-hmm. so I was reading in um, Psychology Today, mm-hmm. and they there was a therapist talking about like how he helps, his name is uh, Bob Green, mm-hmm. how he helps um, his clients identify their own sort of yeah. emotional triggers, mm-hmm. right? And so he made a, he described the suggestion that he does with his clients, mm-hmm. so I went ahead and did it as a test. So mm-hmm. you're supposed to draw, mm-hmm. so anyone who's listening, you can go ahead and do this for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can... Draw a circle mm-hmm. and then cut it into like pie pieces, right? Mm-hmm. So draw like a pie and you want to cut it into like eight pieces or mm-hmm. so. And then in each piece, list different areas of your mm-hmm. life. So I listed eight areas. One was work, work. one was career, because mm-hmm. I felt like those are a little bit different. Like career is sort of like overall trajectory. Yeah. Work is like, to me, is like day to day yeah what you're doing now yeah, yeah. friends mm-hmm. home life mm-hmm. marriage and mm-hmm. or I guess relationships health mm-hmm. money and hobbies so is this something you pick yeah or? I pick okay, these so, so it's not a given no okay. it's not a given but he yeah. suggested like oh I usually tell my clients I help them out with like work health like I give them a few starters cool. um, but then you can choose any and I actually may have only have had seven Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's necessary to have all eight. It's mm-hmm. just come up with categories that yeah. are you know relevant, like mm-hmm. important life categories. Mm-hmm. So again, I have work, career, friends, home, marriage, health, money, and hobbies. Mm-hmm. And so then what you're meant to do is take a pen mm-hmm. and block out any area that you feel like is going very well. Okay. So for me, I chose career. I said career is going well Mm -hmm. friends I said so I blocked career out friends I said going well I blocked Mm -hmm. my friends out home 
I blocked it sort of half. Okay. Because I felt like sometimes things at home get stressful. Mm -hmm. Marriage, same. I blocked it sort of half. I think, God, we all know, love my husband, but... You know, being married can be hard. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and health, I blocked it out. I feel like my health is good. Of course, absent my own personal, yeah. you know, eating and weight problems, which, mm-hmm. you know, mine, you know, I'm fine. Um, money, I do have, I do worry about money. Mm-hmm. I do worry about money a lot. But technically speaking, I would say I'm totally You're fine. You're fine now. Yeah. So, and I don't feel like that's one of the things that triggers me. Okay. Um, hobbies on here, I crossed half out because... Uh, we've talked about this. Yeah, I don't feel I like I have enough hobbies. Yeah. And so I think if I had more hobbies, mm. I would be maybe happier. Definitely. Um, yeah. Anyway, so what's left? What's left is work. Work. Work, and that's day to day. And so the things that are left, the things are not crossed out, are the areas that this therapist suggests mm-hmm. you should start to examine for emotional eating triggers. So work, and for me, Absolutely. No, definitely. This sense of overwhelm. Like all of these arrows at me. Yeah. So for the listeners, Rowan and I also work together like on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And um, she knows this. We've got more than 100 people in our organization. And it's Mm -hmm. just people are people. People are amazing. But people are also people. And it's just, you know, it can just be complicated with that many people. So I sometimes feel like there's just too much coming at me um and so that absolutely leads me to yeah overeat more often than not i'm exhausted from work i'm overwhelmed i'm frustrated and then i just like take it out on a whole pizza and you're worried <laughs> about the future of the organization yeah and i'm worried about the future yeah. yeah i'm mm-hmm. worried about the health of yeah the work the health of the organization yeah. um and the same thing with marriage you know like everybody everybody understands relationships are hot or can be complicated they're mm-hmm. hard and so mm-hmm. sometimes if if I have a stressful event with my husband or something you know I can dive right into a pint yeah ice cream not of <laughs> like alcohol but I guess alcohol would be the same some people do no, the same thing with alcohol yeah. I mean it's the same thing drugs alcohol did you you just find something yeah that's unhealthy and you get addicted to it to fill in a void you know? and well and that's the yeah. thing that's sorry that that was yeah. the segue yeah. the therapist said like no amount of fried chicken or pizza or ice cream is going to fill in that void of work. It's temporary. It's absolutely temporary. It's those opioids, those endorphins that are there. They're there for a bit and then... And when we've spent a lifetime Mm -hmm. developing that as our only coping mechanism, you don't know... Yeah, you don't know what else to do. And I think that leaving it can be scary. You know? It can be scary. It can be kind of intimidating, as silly as it sounds... But, for example, you want to start a healthier lifestyle. Then you start thinking about this wedding coming up and this, you know, this event mm-hmm. or well, out of your social life. And it can be intimidating. What if I can't do it? And sometimes you just, like, psych yourself You almost, out. like, yeah, it's almost like you give up before you even exactly. start because exactly. it seems too difficult or yeah. something. It's a lot, like, it's, a lot of it is not just you preparing healthier food. A lot of it is, like, mental and engraved into your subconscious after so many years of just, yeah, you know the same habit over and over again yeah um another concept that i came across that i thought was like uh it it really spoke to me Mm -hmm. it was we should try to shift our focus and especially when we're stressed right when we're stressed we often end up doing the absolute opposite of what we need exactly we stay up late to finish that project when Mm -hmm. we really what we really need to do was go to sleep you know we dive into that pizza 
And what we really needed to do was take a break, yeah. relax, mm-hmm. eat some fruit, mm-hmm. eat some good food that's yeah. actually going to yeah. nourish you. Yeah. Anyway, um, but then what we do is we end up just being really hard on ourselves and trying to, quote, control ourselves, right? We're trying to control ourselves from making those bad decisions. And if we need... This, the concept that I liked is like if we could shift our focus mm-hmm. rather than to harden ourselves and focus on self-control, soften yourself and it's focus okay. on taking care yeah, of yourself. yourself. And loving yourself. And loving yourself, right? Because yeah. it's like, you know, you have to really learn mm-hmm. to love your body and love Definitely. yourself yeah. before you get to your ideal yeah. weight. And you know what? Like a good place to start is just like Actually, I know this is going to sound crazy to some people, but um, actually talking to your body and to your body parts, like your hands, thank you for allowing me to drive, allowing me to like hold my coffee, allowing me to do this and that. Thank you for my legs because they take me places and I'm capable of, you know, just being grateful for each and every part of your body, you know? That's not crazy at yeah. all. Yeah. I have such clear, clear mm-hmm. memories yeah. of myself when I started doing things like this. Mm-hmm. Like it was back when I was in Manhattan. It's actually, when I started doing more and more yoga, mm-hmm. I remember so clearly I was at a, um, God, what was the name of that gym? I can't remember, but it was in Uptown Manhattan. And um, I was on the treadmill and I was consciously, actively saying to myself, I'm so grateful for my strong legs yeah. that are run, letting me run Definitely. along this treadmill. Definitely. Absolutely. And I guess, you know what, that might bring me to um, a good time to talk about affirmations. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a yogi, we like are big on affirmation, yeah. you know, and we're big yeah. on energy. Like mm-hmm. where your energy goes, like reality goes, what your energy is focusing on will, will come to you, you know? So if you're like thinking like, oh, I hate myself. My legs are so fat. La, 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 la. Well, that's, that's all you're going to get. Exactly, because it's also convincing your subconscious and your body responds to your subconscious Absolutely. without you even realizing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So one affirmation that I have, and I've been doing it for years, mm-hmm. I used to sit on the train in the city and I would just say it to myself over and over and mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again. I must have said this, repeated this affirmation in my mind a hundred thousand times. Yeah. The affirmation is, I am whole. Perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. That is I am amazing. whole, perfect, yeah. strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and, and happy. You, you convince yourself. You end up yeah. convincing yourself, like yeah. deep down. It's... And like, and and sometimes I would just say it like quickly in my head, and mm-hmm. other times I would really go slow and really concentrate mm-hmm. on the meaning of that word. Yeah. And in my mind, I actually have sort of hand movements mm-hmm. that go along. Like I am whole. Like I hug myself. Like I'm whole. I'm perfect. And then to me, the difference between strong and powerful is like strong is like I can take it and powerful is like I can give it, Yeah. you know? So it's like everything is going to be a little bit, each world will be a little bit different for every person, Mm -hmm. but to really slow down and focus on every word and start to believe it, you know? And I feel like that's really important because I feel like weight holds us back from a lot but it's also like a protective mechanism mm. so instead of like when you don't get a certain job or you don't get mm. someone's attention you kind of blame it on your weight so it's not totally. you. it's not you it's my weight and that kind of makes you feel better and even if you're worrying about it so you end up sitting at home worrying about it but i don't i don't remember. and even if it's not that direct and conscious right yeah. like i feel like you're right you, and you're so right, though, it's even deeper than that. Because yeah. when you just have feelings of any sort of self-loathe, mm. which we all have, mm. 
for me, it automatically turns to wait. Yeah. It's like, because of that. Yeah. Because of that. And your self-worth is like just attached to Absolutely, how 100%. your body looks, you know? And like, God, we could go there, right? Yeah. About like what the media says about women's the bodies. and social media And socialized to believe mm-hmm. that our entire value lies in our beauty yeah. and our sex appeal. Mm-hmm. God, we should have another episode. Next week's episode I know, should, we be should, about, yeah. should be about beauty yeah. standards. And comparing ourselves. Definitely oh, the comparison, the killer of joy. Yeah. yeah. Absolute killer of joy. Yeah. Um, so if you looked at this pie chart, mm-hmm. could you pick out any particular area, do you think, that causes you to be triggered? Um, Again, it's work, career, friends, I home, think it marriage. Would be money and health. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hobbies are okay. I think I'm like I'm doing a lot more with my life okay. right now. Friends is fine. Not so worried about marriage yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, career, I know that I'll get there somewhere. You know, yeah. I know I have it in me. Yeah. Work, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying working in the organization now. Good. I just. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, home is fine. Yeah. Health and money. Yeah. I'm, health problems. What health problems? I mean, so, not to like cry. Yeah. Um, just health. I mean, I don't really have any health problems. Yeah. It's just it goes back to weight because I think I. I attach health to weight and I yeah. have like my body image of myself. Like yeah. I, I struggle with that. Yeah. And that's, I don't know how else to explain it. Really. Yeah. It's just internal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have the same thing. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm currently at a weight that I'm not as unhappy mm-hmm. with as I have been in past times in my yeah. life. Yeah. But there is this ever present fear. Yeah ever ever present fear I mean all day long mm-hmm. practically everything I eat yeah. there is a very significant amount of thought that goes into it it's either I feel bad about eating this mm-hmm. shouldn't eat this or seeking to make it mm-hmm. low calorie Yeah. Right. there's very very few times where food is just mm-hmm. simply food yeah. and not a potential danger which is crazy. It is crazy. And I it's mean, crazy. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I mean, I was reading this book, and a lot of the things, beca- this is one reason diets sometimes don't work. Sometimes, like, mostly. Yeah, they don't work. At least. Because, yeah. Because, only temporary. Exactly. Because going back to us affirmations and convincing ourselves that we're okay, and it being a protective mechanism. So when you're eating, and, like, as you know, you see some, like, really fit people and they can indulge in a fast food meal every right. now and then but then for me it feels like I would smell the meal you know and it, I would just pile on the weight but it like I've read in this <laughs> book it was about visualization and weight loss uh. so you can visualize your way to weight loss and mm. because you get over a lot of things that like bricks in your way and mm. one thing was that while you're eating and you're eating a, 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 a fatty meal let's say right you keep thinking about how many calories is in this meal and you keep thinking about like how this is going to make you gain weight and you're not really enjoying you don't enjoy it no i very little i very rarely enjoy that and that convinces your body that you will gain the weight and somehow i mean that's another topic but like the chemical reactions that occur in your body just follow that path yeah i mean we're not talking about like 
voodoo, oh, like no, whatever, no, no, whatever, no, no, but no, just no, the no. psychology exactly. of your where your energy goes, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Um, and that actually kind of brings me to another point. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, people probably are familiar with the guy, Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, like, definitely. know, like, a whole lot about mm-hmm. him, and I don't, to be honest, to be fair, I don't know mm-hmm. how much I... I don't know enough about him to place judgment yeah. one way or the other on him. Um, but I will say I came across a few, um, a few, I think like tokens of wisdom that came okay. from, from Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that he says is that what we today call stress in the modern world, it's not really stress. Yeah. It's always fear. Yes. Right. Definitely. It's always yeah. fear. Yeah. And I think if we analyze our different areas of mm-hmm. stress, will actually, if you really go to the, the base, the root of that stressor, yeah. we will see that there is a, a, a fundamental element of fear. Mm-hmm. So if we go back to our pie chart, mm-hmm. if I'm talking about like my work, mm-hmm. I mean, I fear, when I'm stressed, it's because, like you said, I'm fearful yeah. that like something's not going to go well. You know, mm-hmm. like this week I've got three big projects I'm working on, yeah. and the reason I'm stressed about them one of them, I'm fearful I won't have it done in time. Yeah. Another one, I'm fearful that I won't do a good enough job mm. for the presentation that's next weekend. Yeah. And the third one is I'm fearful to meet the deadline because it's a grant application. Yeah. Right? So it's fear of money, fear of performance, and fear of a... Not reaching a target. Yeah. 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 And so, with fear, like, we need to approach fear in a very different way mm-hmm. than we approach diets. Yeah. But if you, like, walk everything back... Mm-hmm healthy eating choices are connected to our fears yeah. because fears cause stress and Definitely. stress causes chemicals yeah. and chemicals cause bad decisions yeah. and or yeah. alternatively we seek to have good chemicals mm-hmm. through bad decisions mm-hmm. um so going back to the affirmations mm-hmm. and to yoga mm-hmm. and and visualization yeah. i mean these are all things that we use to get over the fears yeah and, and one interesting thing in the book I was just telling you about, the visualization for weight loss, it's by John Gabriel, by the way. And um, he talks about the fear. Like your brain doesn't actually differentiate between real and imaginary. Totally. So if you are imagining a, a bad situation that you're anxious about it happening, your brain thinks it actually is happening, which brings us to the chemicals that yeah. cause emotional eating. Right, so we're like worried about something that hasn't yeah. actually happened, but our yeah. brain doesn't know it. Which, what does that do? It raises your cortisol levels. Right. What does cortisol do? It raises your appetite. Mm. And then it's just a vicious cycle of higher mm. cortisol. And higher and cortisol appetite. also leads yeah. to adrenaline. Yes. Uh, and adrenal exhaustion. Yes. And yeah. I don't know if you've that heard. right? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if um, you've heard about the... I don't know if it's the hunger hormone or the satiety hormone. It's called both. It goes because I'll tell you why now. So ghrelin. Have you heard of ghrelin? Uh-uh. Okay. So this, this hormone, mm-hmm. so when you're hungry or your body needs nutrition, mm-hmm. it, it raises mm-hmm. in levels, right? So then you go and have a meal. And while you're eating, it just reduces bit sure, by bit. Yes. So then that causes you to feel satiety. You yeah. Know? Satiated. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, and different foods have different... Levels yes. of satiation, like exactly. like carbohydrates, cause you to feel like full, and mm-hmm. fatty foods cause mm-hmm. you to feel like satisfied yeah. or like yeah, 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 definitely. 
And but with people who binge and you know are really into this emotional eating or have a problem with it, the ghrelin doesn't really lower while you're eating, so your body doesn't give you that cue to stop eating. So it really is like yeah. a physiological. No, definitely, definitely, because everything mental affects the body and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's definitely that. Mm-hmm. So um, Jennifer Cromberg from mm-hmm. Psychology Today, mm-hmm. she cites like five sort of practical, mm-hmm. sort of I would say superficial, but not in a negative way, but just. Things on the surface, five practical things on the surface that lead us to um, to eat emotionally. Mm-hmm. So the first one is um, unconscious eating, yeah. which is like we don't even realize we're doing yeah. it. Like we're yeah. sitting at a bar and just like shoving crackers and or peanuts in there. Yeah. <laughs> or for example, Katie. <laughs> hey, Katie. <laughs> um, anyway, you're just so so yeah. mindfulness. Yeah will help that. And obviously mindfulness, that's just what we were talking about. Um, another one she cites is it's the only way that you have found to find pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, we talked about yeah. this and you know, the fats and the sugars, they release all these yummy chemicals mm-hmm. in your brain. Um, but we, so we need to find other soothing techniques to, you know, to, to tolerate these sort of bad mm-hmm. feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes Soothing techniques, though, they just never, they just don't feel like they work as well. But I think it's just also about creating new habits. Exactly. You just need to keep on doing it. Yeah. And then it will start to feel natural and it will start to. And I think you need to explore. Exactly. Other soothing techniques. Definitely. You're right. Yeah. Like, I don't think they necessarily, it's not just going to like materialize poof out of thin air. Like, sit down with a notebook, Mm -hmm. make a list of five alternative soothing techniques. Yeah. Yeah. That might work for you. And try them. Mm-hmm. Consciously try them tomorrow night when you mm-hmm. decide to, like, pull up a chair in front of the refrigerator yeah. and hang out for an hour. Like, yeah. maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe try one of your techniques first. Um, which actually brings me to the next point, which is quite interesting. And it reminds me of a good friend of mine, Karina Curdo. Hey, shout out to Karina Curdo. <laughs> Hi. Hey. We miss you, Karina. <laughs> um, so, Karina is, like, legit one of the smartest people I know. She's a neuroscientist. Like, wow. an actual neuroscientist. That is awesome. And so is her husband. They're super freaking smart. Wow. But they're also, like, super cool and amazing and sweet and kind. And I just love them dearly yeah. and miss them. But anyway, Karina and I, again, back in New York, I feel like I'm talking about New York a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we have talked about something sort of related to this is that I think we were talking about increased rates of depression among like our friends and our peer yeah. groups. Yeah. And we sort of brainstormed on the idea that like we have this, especially like the millennials, mm-hmm. um, we have this idea that we're supposed to be happy all the time. Yeah. And if we're not happy all the time, there's something wrong with us. Exactly, yeah. Like, if we're not happy at work all the time, we have a bad job. Yeah. No, that's why work is called work right. and not called fun. fun. Yeah. No, because it's fun. work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, throughout history, people face famine and war and hardship and loss, mm-hmm. but they just deal with it. Yeah. They learn to tolerate mm-hmm. bad feelings, which is what the third point here is. We need to sort of increase yeah. our ability to tolerate bad feelings. Yeah. Sit with it for a little yeah. while. Definitely. You don't and just 
sorry um just you know like it's our perception about it as well we have to realize that it's not just about being happy it's about going through experiences and living life yeah because going through bad experience and good experience is just living that's part of life what we're doing we're living and like everyone's gonna have a bad experience whether it's whether it's any of those things i named i mean hopefully none of us will have to go through a famine or a war (laughs) or any of that and you know sending lots of love to the people in the world who are going through those things um, but alhamdulillah, here we don't have that. But we have these yeah. other sort of modern day, mm-hmm. as we would call first world problems. Yeah, exactly. um, and we need to learn to just sit with those bad feelings, meditate a little bit on mm-hmm. those bad feelings, Definitely. change our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then if we still need to dive into that pizza, at least we gave it a try for a <laughs> <Exactly>. few minutes. <laughs> And tomorrow we might be able to hold out a little bit longer. Shui yeah, shui. Yeah, um, uh, yeah shui shui. Shui shui, little by little. Um, another one that this, um, Dr. Kronberg states mm-hmm. is um, talking about body hate, which is like so many people are like, you know, I'll be positive and I'll be happy with my body once I reach my goal weight. Exactly. But we have to find, we have to access that happiness and that positivity this before we are perfect because otherwise it's just always going to be the next best thing because like i mean you put a a goal as like a weight and then you reach that weight but then you find something else then there's something else that you hate about yourself so you just really have to accept it and just know that you're doing your best to reach a certain goal or thing and just live life while you're doing it it's really hard like even just in this moment i'm thinking like mj like i need to be better about Mm -hmm. being kinder to myself because i'm really hard on myself even when it when it comes to body and eating and diet, but also when it comes to work mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And, like, it's really hard to stop beating yourself up. Yeah. No, it's difficult. And it's, it's, it's one thing I struggle with a lot. I mean, um, as much as I do with my life, but I still feel like I put a lot of things on hold mm-hmm. because of my own perception of how I look and my self-esteem. You and, know like, I mean? because it matters? Yeah. Just, yeah. Because, like... For those of you who don't know Rowan, she's super awesome. And for you to like think anything else is insane to me, you know? And I'm sure you would say the same thing about me. Like when Definitely. I beat myself up over Definitely. X, Y, or Z, yeah. you're like, yeah. you're crazy. Uh, excuse me. You know the looks I give you. You're just like, MJ. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's see. Oh, and the last thing is really simple, the physiology. Mm-hmm. It's like if you are hungry or fatigued or both Mm -hmm. you're gonna make bad choices oh definitely right so the key is getting enough sleep and eating like frequent small Mm -hmm. meals throughout the day because by the way fatigue underlies like a lot of when someone is anxious or depressed it kind of mimics the same emotions and feelings Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing Mm -hmm. at the end of the day yeah Yeah. and like we when we're tired we're looking for something to make ourselves feel better yeah what we really need to do is just go to sleep sleep that's it and um god bless my husband but he was gone for like a five days last Mm -hmm. week and when he was gone i was like going to bed like so early (laughs) and like i actually like lost weight while he was gone yeah totally and then i kind of yelled at him when he came back (laughs) because like i um was going to bed really early yeah like kind of pathetically early actually (laughs) like how early like 8.45 8.45 or 9. <laughs> I mean, I maybe didn't go to sleep immediately. I kind of, like, read my book for 15 minutes. <laughs> but then I was getting up at, like, yeah. 5.30 or 6. Mm-hmm. But I never make bad food choices in the morning or the no, daytime. I only make yeah. bad food choices at night. And sleep at night. Like, that, those Yeah, with the sun. Night, when the sun is, is down. Yeah, it's just 
way better for your body like your circadian rhythm and everything yeah. it just it has such a better effect than sleeping 12 hours during the day yeah it's just so much better absolutely and yeah. so like for these five days where he was gone like i was sleeping early mm-hmm. getting up early eating really well and then he mm-hmm. came back and then everything went to just getting yeah <laughs> love you yeah. um what else you got um i wanted to talk about like comparison i guess like mm. comparing ourselves all the time you know like with this social media age and Ugh. yeah an absolute disaster yeah and like all the photoshop and like just i think it takes us back just to like waiting till we're perfect Absolutely. because we have to be as perfect as someone else's and Absolutely. our perception of them being perfect yeah let's be clear not as yeah. perfect as they are yeah. but as perfect as we perceive think, them yeah. to be yeah well, and this is sort of a big topic of discussion right mm-hmm. now in the yoga community mm-hmm. because yoga has become almost exclusively, at least in the West, mm-hmm. about being thin and flexible and yeah. acrobatic. Yeah. And like that is not what yoga is about. Mm-hmm. Yoga has literally nothing to do with how good of a headstand you definitely. can do. No, definitely. Um, and the Instagram yoga accounts, which I will confess, I have a yoga gram, yoga, yoga gram, mm-hmm. a yoga for Instagram account, mm-hmm. but I almost never post on it. I probably yeah. haven't posted for a year. Yeah. Um, and as you know, I've deleted all social media off of my phone yeah. because I just, oh, it I'm feels just sick so of it. Good. I just yeah. don't want to be involved. And I do check Facebook here and there on my computer, but Dude, have you heard of like social media anxiety? Oh, absolutely. It's Dude, like such I, a big that's deal. why I recently deleted everything because at one point, even though I didn't realize it, I was just compare like comparing everything subconsciously. Yeah. And something was making me feel low. And I'm like, what is it? What no, is it? Was it at least and, a significant yeah, depression? Definitely. Anxiety, feel it increases our feelings of loneliness. Mm-hmm. It's a very big problem. Yeah. Um, and we tend to forget that what we see, like someone could look at my Instagram page and think I'm living a perfect life, yeah. but they don't know what my struggles are. Exactly. And we tend to forget that Instagram is just what they want us to see. It's totally fake. So we shouldn't, yeah. like, I mean, not entirely fake, I guess, but, but the, it's not the, the whole picture. The message that it's sending yeah, is not, it's the, not right. the whole yeah. picture. Absolutely. And so, like, with yoga, mm-hmm. there's, like, you know, a zillion yoga Instagram accounts out there that have just, like, Completely beautiful, sexy women mm-hmm. wearing like super sexy, expensive yoga clothes, mm-hmm. doing things that ninety nine percent of bodies cannot do, yeah. right? Yeah. And then so like just average yogis are made to believe like, well, if I don't look like that, if mm-hmm. I'm not that thin, if I'm not that beautiful, I'm not that flexible yeah. or that strong, then I'm not doing something right. Yeah. I'm doing something wrong. Definitely, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's just the absolute opposite of what of yoga course, is supposed to be. And I'm trying to in my yoga classes. I'm trying to really. I'm trying to keep that in the forefront mm-hmm. of my teaching, and mm-hmm. sometimes I worry that my students maybe, I don't know, get bored, or they think like, oh, we need to be doing fancier postures or something, um, but then I remember like, if they want to do fancy postures, they can take a gymnastics class. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, we will do advanced yeah. posturing when you're ready for when it, ready. and for the right reason. Just so they don't psych themselves out either, yeah. you know? Yeah, true. Yeah. And I think this is really important because... Not like I mean I mean nutrition is really related to mental health, mm. really, and I think more people need to realize that, especially nutritionists. Oh, absolutely. And they need to treat people that way and like give personalized advice, like not pull out one meal plan and give it to like all of your clients, you know, and just really relate to them, even if it's for like ten more extra minutes in your office, just 
really try and talk to them and see what the underlying cause is, whether they're underweight or overweight or just like not happy, you know, and because that makes a big difference. And also you can't just tell someone go to the kitchen and eat a healthier meal, like cut mm-hmm. up some cucumbers and put it in your salad and just eat it. It's that simple. Like one nutritionist told me that before and told one of my other friends who was trying to gain weight like yeah the same thing yeah yeah and because like both of us need to eat healthier you know what i mean and it's it's just it it kind of actually makes you feel worse about yourself and emotional eating even though it's not really categorized as an eating disorder but it is it's most definitely disordered eating yeah but but it can lead to binge eating disorders or bulimia yeah definitely so it is really important for people to just raise awareness about this Mm -hmm. so so you just finished nutrition school in the uk so is there much of a focus on mental health and nutrition programs so um not really but we did when i was studying the clinical nutrition um course my lecture i remember my lecture was talking about bariatric surgery mm-hmm. and she did touch on how people feel before and after mm-hmm. the surgery and what they could go through mentally mm-hmm. but i mean it's not just about surgery it's about their eating habits you know mm-hmm. because a lot of people do surgery and they gain weight afterwards. and they gain weight afterwards yeah. because they don't change their eating habits they, they didn't address the roots exactly exactly which is really really important right like oprah said go full circle it's not about what you put in your mouth it's about why yeah Yeah. and i mean like i said going back to this a lot of people do eat more calories than i would for example or you would but they just wouldn't gain the weight because subconsciously they believe Mm -hmm. that it is okay Mm -hmm. like they don't feel guilty guilt is a very 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 negative very very powerful yeah i think people are starting to realize more and more nowadays like Mm -hmm. in you know 2018 Mm -hmm the true, true, truly damaging mm-hmm. physical and physiological effects that stress does have on yeah, our bodies. Um, at the same time, we also need to remember, like, mm-hmm. somebody else might not be having a weight problem on mm-hmm. account of, first of all, they are not, you know, being negative and beating themselves up. But everybody is different, and everybody is different, and everybody yeah. metabolizes calories different. Exactly. And, and even if you look at someone with a perfect body to you, if yeah. they have a problem with it, don't judge them for it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's their perception. It's how they feel about it. Yeah. Because I know that there was a time when I was younger, um, I used to live in Ghana and West Africa, and, like, there's no turkey on, on rye. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that there. Yeah. Like, you're eating, like, kebabs and beer, mm-hmm. like, every night. I gained so much weight when I was there. Yeah. And at the time, mm-hmm. I would have killed to be the weight that I am now. Oh, definitely, yeah. I know what you mean. But yeah. now, mm. I'm still beating myself oh, up yeah. about my yeah, weight now. Yeah. So it's just like you said, this, the, the line on the scale mm. just Doesn't always mean gets anything. pushed yeah, more yeah, and more yeah. and more. Because if you leave things to when you reach that goal, then when you reach it, you'll still have something else. If you leave you, happiness yeah. until you reach that goal. Exactly. Like, happiness yeah. can't be delayed. Yeah, and, and a big part, I mean, there's a lot of research going on about emotional eating and eating disorders, mm. and there's nothing like conclusive yet but there's new research coming up talking about the emotional state on taste perception so even yeah so this is new there's not much research about it but apparently like your emotional state affects the way you taste food like if you're upset or something yeah better yeah like when you're upset maybe something healthy won't taste as good as a mcdonald's meal oh my god that's so yeah so freaking true yeah so right? is, yeah, so that is new research that's emerging at the moment. 
So, yeah, I yeah. think that's absolutely true. Yeah. Cause just, just imagine the time when you're super upset about something mm-hmm. and you come home and you eat like massive cheeseburger or mm-hmm. something. And then it's like the, I guess I would say the satisfaction, but maybe it is directly connected to the Definitely. taste also. Yeah. I mean, it's the taste, the chemicals, it's everything, mm-hmm. but maybe the taste is part of it because yeah. the satisfaction that oh, you definitely. get is just profound. Definitely, definitely, yeah. I believe that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, good. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to read all of them off right now, but for mm-hmm. anyone who's out there listening, um, Tony Robbins has a list of, um, like, if you just Google, like, Tony Robbins, um, 10 things that changed my life or something like that, you'll find a list of 10 ways that really, really will help you to work on like gratitude and appreciation. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll go quickly. One of them is trade in your expectations for appreciation, mm-hmm. right? Stop mm-hmm. expecting something. That's what we're talking about. Stop mm-hmm. expecting this and start oh, being grateful for something else, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. where your energy goes or where your focus goes, your energy goes. So mm-hmm. what you're thinking about, you know, materializes, um, like I said, I'm not going to read through all of them, but there's a lot of really sort of, I felt that there were sort of thoughtful mm-hmm. tips. And if maybe even just a couple of them resonate for you, then mm-hmm. I think, you know, yeah. it could be helpful because whatever we can do to improve our own sort of just simple as this yeah. state of happiness, yeah. the better. And shui shui. And not shui shui. At once. Shui shui. Little by little. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, so on that note, I think our yoga class for the week will be about happiness. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Anything yeah. else? No. Yeah. I think we touched. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to the next episode. What have we just decided? What was it? It was. <laughs> oh, it was. Um, wait a minute. It was uh, something really good. Social media comparison? Was it that? No. no. It was something really good. So, everybody. We'll just stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> we will remember yeah. before the next recording session. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And uh, stay happy. Yes, definitely. Bye. Bye.